This is Janice Alpert. Welcome to On Purpose, where we talk about how we're finding our life's purpose. And I interview very interesting guests like today is Julie Boyer, and she's going to talk to us about gratitude and how she got where she is right now. Hi, Julie. Hi, Janice. So nice of you to do this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, nice to meet you. Um, so I usually just start off. Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of where you're from and kind of how your child, you know, how you, where you grew up, just kind of introduce yourself a little bit. Sure. sounds great. First of all, I'm so happy to be here. This is my first official, uh, podcast interview since coming out of my summer hiatus. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to share my story on your podcast, Anna. So thanks for inviting me. Okay, I just have um, to I have yeah. to interject. So most of my listeners know that I don't really do a lot of background, but I did listen to your last podcast, which was in I think May or June. And Julie, just FYI, decided, which we'll hear more about, to take this entire summer. She like just she kind of got away from social media. She really uh, what's the word I'm looking for? D um I don't know. Oh, I disappeared. Disappeared. Okay, <laughs> like, we'll go with she disappeared. Really disengaged and disappeared. She disengaged. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It wasn't coming to my head and that was annoying. She disengaged. And um, so we're going to hear a little bit more about how that came to be. And I, I'm curious how that experience was. But first, let's hear a little bit more about you. And I, I'm also grateful because I know you took that whole summer off so that I didn't realize we were your first uh, back into the foray. But thank you. That's even more special. So thank you. Um, I appreciate it. All right. So let's hear sure. where'd you grow up and yeah. how? Sure. So I, I'm from Canada and I uh -huh. grew up sort of on the East side of Canada, um, born it, in the French speaking province of Quebec, but grew oh. up in Ontario, close to Toronto. Mm -hmm. okay. And, um, just to, where I am today is I live on Vancouver Island, which is off the West coast of Canada. So I just was there. It is so beautiful. Oh. Is that crazy? Yeah, that I, is was crazy. On a, I was on an Alaska cruise and we ended up in <gasps> oh, Vancouver yes. and oh. beyond. I mean, I've been to Vancouver before. It's one of my favorite places. It's just gorgeous area. And anybody that watches Virgin River, that's where it's filmed. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even yeah. though the whatever the show is a little on the trite side. But anyways, I still watch it because it is beautiful. And now <laughs> I care beautiful. about the characters. But sidebar. Anyway, so you live there. How, how gorgeous. Go, but go ahead. So I'm very lucky to be here now. But, you know, I grew up. Um, you know, I love that this, this podcast is all about your purpose and your yep. dreams and your vision yes. and your goals. And so when I was a kid, I, I started gymnastics at the age of four. Oh, and by the time I was not even seven years old, I had been tagged for what we call pre-competitive. Wow. And then by eight years old, I was training as a competitive gymnast 24 hours a week. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, Crazy. Intense. It was intense. Um, I did that for about a year and then decided that it was too much for me and then dropped down to like the next level down. So it was going like three times a week. And I did that till I was about 12. Okay. And, you know, you think about childhood dreams. I definitely had a childhood dream of being an Olympic gymnast. Wow. Um, I was born in 1976 outside of Montreal. That's where the Olympics were. So I was like, I was oh, born in the Olympics. Oh, I have place. goosebumps. Yes. Yeah. Who was your, did you have a particular gymnast that you like adhere, like admire. Yeah, or? of course, Nadia Comaneci, yep. right? She mm -hmm. was the one. So she was the one. She was the one. So that really was like, I just sort of thought that would something I would be for a really long time. And then were, my you, body was like, were okay. your parents like, did they push you? Was this more of an innate, like, I want to do this? 
I feel like I pretty much came out of the womb as someone with like an intense drive and an intense desire to succeed Mm -hmm. and to be recognized for my accomplishments. So my parents, actually, when I decided that I was going to quit gymnastics, my parents didn't fight me on it. They're like, okay, "Okay, like if that's what you want, then we won't push you to keep going. So I don't think, I don't think my parents ever really needed to really push me. Like I did a lot of the pushing of myself and, you know, that's, it's interesting because a lot of this time off in this past summer has been exploring my childhood Hmm. and going back because part of the reason I took a summer break is because I deal with chronic pain and I have my whole life Mm -hmm. and there's gymnastics or you, they don't know. Well, why. that's the thing is, oh. you know, looking back, I'm like, possibly that could have, okay. that definitely could have contributed. But I also, you know, I completed three full Ironman triathlons as oh. well. So, my, yeah. wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, there's, that's a kind of, that's an inner drive kind of thing. Nobody can make you do that. Three of them. Three of them. Yeah. Oh. One wasn't enough. I felt like I should do two more. So, yeah. I really, of course. You know, that was, um, you know, so I left gymnastics, I did competitive swimming for a while. Mm -hmm. And then interestingly, um, I left gymnastics because of pain in my knees. And then I wasn't able to run for over a decade. Um, I did a degree in kinesiology and Mm -hmm. kinesiology is the study of human movement. And so many people in that are in phys ed and sports. And I was one of the only few who wasn't in a sport. I couldn't compete I wasn't able to run really. So I was very much an outsider in that program. Oh, that must Um, have been hard. It was hard. And, you know, even more so my minor was in music because Mm. growing up, I did sports and music, which is a very odd combination, but I did like singing or playing an instrument or. I played a ton of instruments in high school, but again, had to stop due to an injury um, in my thumb. I know that sounds, again, very odd, like things that come up with me with these like overuse injuries, I say in quotes, because that seems like such a weird thing to say for such a young person. But so um, by the time I was in university, my, it was as a singer, but like a choral singer. So just to be clear, (laughs) you know, you weren't going, you weren't going on American Idol. You weren't going to be Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Definitely not choral singer. Um, but I love, you know, I studied music history and stuff. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a really cool combination. And then when I got out of my degree, I worked in a, in a physiotherapy clinic as a kinesiologist and the clinic had, it was on two floors. So it had a set of stairs that had to go up and down all day. So within right. a very, I don't know, I think it was even six months of working there. I had to quit my job because my knees couldn't handle going up and down the stairs oh all day. Oh my goodness. And so that, but interestingly, that was the time, you know, I met a physiotherapist who has become a lifelong friend mm-hmm. who helped me figure out a way to be able to run again, mm-hmm. which I'd seen so many therapists and stuff. And like, she helped me. I can imagine. Did, so I'm just, just going back. Yeah. So did you, during this time, I mean, of both in college and whatever, I'm guessing the chronic pain was just kind of there. I mean, had you seen like orthopedic people? And I mean, you must've seen like a whole plethora of like professionals and nobody could really figure it out or help you or. I mean, they told me what it was, but like all those things that I would do, I mean, I got ortho- my first pair of orthotics at age 12, you know, oh so I've had orthotics since I was 12 years old and, oh. you know, I had different, they would try different taping or exercises uh-huh. and I was told forever it was a muscle imbalance and I did massage and I did physio and, you know, laser and, t- and like just nothing ever really helped <laughs> took away the pain. And mm-hmm. so I just 
you know, part of my story was like, I had knee pain from the ages of 12 to 30. Um, but in that time I was able to do my first Ironman and there, the reason was, is that yeah, this some, physio, yeah. So this physio who became a good friend, she taught me a way to like, to be able to run, um, even though I was in pain. And so this is like a theme in my life is like to just, to do it in spite of the pain. Mm-hmm. And again, this was just like, you know, when, again, talking about purpose and, and fire inside ourselves and how do we get ourselves? You, you just inside yourself. It wasn't like you were doing a, at that you know, like thinking, well, I have to, cause I have to fill my purpose. It was more right. like a commitment inside yourself that I have to continue to move and, and do. Well, I had or, seen, okay. So yeah. I had these ideas in my head. Um, I had seen um, the, an Ironman world championships on TV okay. when I was maybe 15 or 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was the one where, you know, Julie Moss, like basically has to be dragged across the finish line because she like she collapses hundreds okay. of yards before the end. And like, a, you know, a fellow competitor, like helps her crawl. Across. And for some reason, I, in my touched mind, you. I was like, oh th- yeah, no, I should do one of those. <laughs> so it wasn't, so, so it was just as simple as that. And then yeah. once you got that in your head, yeah. even though you had this chronic pain in your yeah. knees, you felt very committed. Like, I'm just going to go do this and figure out a way to do this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's amazing. I mean, so again, no one was pushing you. I mean, it wasn't like you had parents that were big athletes or siblings that were like, come on. Okay. So you got this head in your idea, head in your head, the idea in your head. Yep. And I'm going to go do this. And then you started researching it. Like, how can I do this if my knees are killing me? No, I just kind of like let it go. And like I said, I just didn't think I'd be able to run again. And then this physio, we started on a a walk run program, which I know that sounds obvious today, but back then, like people didn't really do walk run. Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't even a thing. So Mm -hmm. what I realized is like at that time, when I would do the running is my knees weren't getting any worse. This is my thinking is like, okay, well, I'm not, they're not getting any worse. So I might start training for a triathlon. And then as soon as I knew that I could do triathlon, I had it in my head that I would do the Ironman. It took about six seasons. So five years after that first. Okay. What, just in case some people don't know, why don't you tell, say what an Ironman is? Yeah. So it's a, I'm just thinking in that. So it's 2.4 mile swim, Mm -hmm. uh, followed by a 120 mile bike. I think it's 180 K. So I think that's right in the U S and then, uh, you finish with a marathon. So So 26 miles. miles, So yeah. So it it takes like a whole day. Well, I did all of mine in 14 hours and change. Oh, so I did goodness. Yeah, all on the same 14 hours. That's yeah. a, that is unbelievable. So you do the first one mm-hmm. and, and you're like proud of yourself. And, and then you think I have to do another one because. Well, no. So, oh. <laughs> okay. So then I was, so then at that time I was married to my first husband. Mm-hmm. And actually at the time I was getting ready to go and travel across the country to actually where I live now. And, you know, to do this Ironman, I, my marriage was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like working on one of my life dreams. Like I'm, I'm doing all this. I'm like raising money. I raised money for the, the, um, Canadian diabetes association. Mm. Like I fundraised for them as part of my Ironman journey and all these things. And, you know, I'm kind of going up, 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 up. And my husband's life was falling apart and our mm. marriage was falling apart. And so my marriage ended shortly after that. And I decided to go and live and work overseas. Oh, okay. 
So I took off and went to uh, live overseas, mostly working in Switzerland. So my father is from France and Mm. I was able to get my citizenship uh, for France. Wow. So you, so you're a citizen in Canada and France. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So I could work overseas Mm -hmm. without needing any special visas. And what did you do there? I taught French at summer camps and ski schools. <laughs> and, uh, and then I worked at an international school teaching French without a teaching degree. Was, yeah, because so, I'm French. And, I'm, I'm bilingual. And, right. And okay. I was a teacher, but not a certified French teacher. Right. So and what happened to all the kinesthesiology and, you know, all that kind of stuff in your mind? I mean, where? Did yeah. You- so I only was able to do that for six months. And then I went and worked in corporate Canada for okay. about six years with my first marriage. And I was just miserable. Like, I, oh, I, can't I just see, be, I just knowing you, fit, I cannot see employee. that. I was going to yeah. say that would not be you. No, I'm a terrible employee, <laughs> you know, but that was what was the right thing to do then you know I, re- I had big dreams of like i wanted to be a pharmaceutical rep all the- and now i work in like supplementation and health yeah. and well you're totally the opposite so did you did you watch the dropout you may not yeah know. yeah yeah and it you know it's it's so interesting because the kinesiology i'm still so grateful that i did that because mm-hmm. learning about human anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. has really served me for my life and some of the courses i took i still you know have benefits from a lot of those courses mm-hmm. so I'm glad I took, I took that for my uh-huh. degree, but yeah, that was where, but I'd always wanted to be a teacher and I okay. didn't continue at the time I finished my degree. And because I'd been such an overachiever and you just think? pushed myself <laughs> for so long, I didn't want to go to school after I finished my degree. I was like, okay. I'm done with this. So, all right. So, why. so you taught French and yeah. again, on the inside, were you just feeling like, were you, was there any part of you that's going, yeah, this is kind of my one of my purposes, I've yeah. always wanted to do this. So you felt like you were on track and I, then, yeah. Okay. And how long yeah. did you teach French? You're, you're very, uh, a multi, uh, talented young lady here. Yeah. Go ahead. So how long did you, uh, teach French? Well, the, I spent just over two years in Switzerland and okay. France, but I, my last full year, I was at a, an international school mm-hmm. that was owned by the father-in-law of a girl I went to high school with. Okay. <laughs> talk about right. the universe and crazy coincidences yeah exactly mm-hmm. and while I was there because I was going to be in a place for a year I said oh I have time to train for triathlon again because I'm in oh. one place for a year and when I went online this is 2006 so again not everything was online I went online yeah. and the only race I could find the following summer was the Ironman and I was like well I guess I'm training yeah. for another Ironman <laughs> and where was that in Switzerland. In, in Switzerland. Zurich. Yeah, in Zurich. So I spent my year teaching French and training for another Ironman and skiing, you know, in the mountains, um, you know, and how was the your, winter. Right. And how was your pain level at this time? Everyday pain. I mean, just that was just normal for me to have pain every day. Okay. And you just that, did it anyway. Said, That's just what it was and did whatever you need to do as far as stretching. So any other medications or just. Well, while I was training for my second Ironman is when I did get introduced into the world of supplementation and nutrition. And Uh for the first time I, and I had taken supplements before and I didn't really know they could be of value because I just didn't understand how that industry worked and like quality makes a difference and Uh dosages and all these things. So that was when I was introduced to that. And I started taking a supplement for joint support that was the first time I was actually without knee pain. Mm -hmm. And I still take that, you know, today, which is like many years later, but if I stopped taking it, the knee pain would come back. So I was like, this is really good. Like it helps me 
you know, and then I was like recovering from workouts faster. And so, and I wasn't feeling as sore. So it really felt like I was going in the right direction. And so, um, I was in less, like that was one time when I was in less pain. Um, but I mean, if we're talking about my pain story, you know, there's one kind of thing that I didn't really share, which is like a big part of the story, which, which is that I was diagnosed with endometriosis Um, at age 15. Oh, so you weren't sure you could have kids or right. Just, and, and not to mention the pain, the pain. Yeah. The pain and everything. So all of that. So alongside of training for triathlon, you know, there were definitely times when like I couldn't train or I couldn't, oh, I bet. I was well, especially if cramps. were you getting a, a endometriosis just for the listener is mm-hmm. a what well, you want to share what it is. Yeah. It's basically when the, the cells that line the uterus grow outside of the uterus. So, and they're not supposed to, and so then when when you have your cycle, um, they get inflamed and Mm -hmm. then they cause cramping and pain. This isn't just period cramps. This is like a whole other level of pain. I've had clients that have this, this. it's horrible. It's horrible. So, and then I found out when I finally got, I had a hysterectomy last year and I found out that I had adenomyosis, which is actually inside the uterus itself. So, which you can't even diagnose without surgery. So pain is like something I have just, it's always been like wow. this background thing. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, you know, when I was training for Ironman number two, living overseas, teaching French, you know, I had just gone off the pill for the first time in 15 years. So wow. now I'm trying to navigate what it's like to really understand what my body's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm exploring supplements for the first time, which is mm-hmm. helping with my knees, but yeah. then my endometriosis is worse because I'm not on the pill. Right. And I really did. I honestly, Janice, I thought for sure that I was going to come back to Canada, be a teacher. And mm-hmm. that was going to be my life's journey. Like I, you, like you said, at that point, I did know I was like, that's my purpose. Okay. And so, so you come back to Canada, you, you do uh-huh. the other Ironman, do another and Ironman. Yeah. Come back to Canada. And okay. Then you decide to come back to Canada mm-hmm. and were you, did you live with your family? I mean, or did you just get an apartment? Did you have a job or. Well, I came back to Canada because I got into school to do my teaching degree. Oh, so even though you said you're never going back to school, you did go back. To I school. did go back uh-huh. to school. Okay. For eight days. <laughs> So for eight days and then then I went to, um, I went to a a convention, you know, the company I partner with had like a convention and I never even like, I didn't, I'd never been to a convention like this, Mm -hmm. but I was just, you know, told to go. And then I like fell in love with the profession and the industry and all the people and, you know, of supplements supplements and network marketing, which again, I never like, okay. In 2006, like Again, network marketing as a career was like, nobody does that. Like, that's not say, even, not even a thing. It's not even a thing. What is not it? Even a thing. Yeah. But I was like, I love, I want to be my own boss. I'm a terrible employee. And I'm like, this is my thing. This is my okay. thing. I've been looking for it my whole life. I found my thing. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm in and I go home and I drop out of school. Wow. So now I have come back from being away for two and a half years. So I don't have a network, don't have a place to live. I, I do end up living back with my parents. Right. Um, I had spent my last $4,000 that I had come home with on a vehicle that turned into a lemon. Oh, and no. I had planned to get student loans to get me through right. school. But now I have, I'm not in school anymore and I have no money and no job and a business that I just started like a couple months before, which again, we don't recommend you. This is network marketing is meant to be like a part-time side right, thing. Right, 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 but right. But I'm right. like, I do this, I'm in. So 
I think so that that that's your thing, Julie, is when you go in, you go all in. So go <laughs> ahead. So now you, all right. So now you're no money. You're 30 at this point or. Yeah. I was like 31 or 32. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then what? <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, in the next like 18 months, I decided to train for another Ironman and start to build my business. Mm-hmm. And I had a pretty good, you know, I was, it took me a year to be able to afford to pay for my own apartment and which is good because my parents end up selling, you know, our, our family home. So uh-huh. had to get a place to live and um, met my now husband yeah, shortly okay. after, which is, you know, that's a whole other story for a different podcast, but <laughs> he's amazing. Wonderful. I'm so And happy. so, so then, you know, I, I have this business that's taking off and I'm, I did my, you know, last Ironman mm-hmm. that I, I'm not going to do another one after oh, that. I was going to say, do you have any other, you're done with Ironmans? Yeah, because when training for my last Ironman, I ended up um, with a fracture in one of the bones in my foot and it took like eight years to diagnose. So then I went through a period of like eight years where I wasn't even able to walk with it. Oh, oh, I had a broken foot. I mean, a correct thing. And I mean, I knew it, but it took about, I don't know, six months for it. I mean, I had to wear a boot and it hurts. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that was like the next thing is like, so now I've got this, I'm building this career, you know, doing all these things, triathlon, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yes. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of end thens. Well, you have a lot of end thens because, you know, to, to where you are, you know, which is really to me so beautiful where you are now in terms mm-hmm. of gratefulness and gratitude. And, and I'm just so curious how, cause I I'm getting the story and yeah. you sound like you've had a passion for many, many things that has felt like your purpose. And, but now have you, are you still doing this with this? Is this still your business? Is that, well, go ahead. And then yeah. let's just I know I do end. still have, yeah, I definitely okay. am still doing network marketing. So then, but what happened was, um, in like 2009, so I'd been doing my business for about two and a half years. I decided that the challenges that I was having with my business growth was a fault of the company I was partnered with and not like my own personal growth. Okay. So I decided to switch to a different company, which is pretty common in our industry. But, um, I didn't like, I didn't want to do that. I was like, I just want to stay with one company, but I got really, I was like, you know what? The grass is for sure going to be greener over here yeah. and all the problems that I have over here they're definitely not going to show up okay. with a different company. Yep. <laughs> you know where this is going. I, I have a feeling that that's yeah. not exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah, not exactly what happened. But the greatest gift of all of this like two-year break I took from the other company is that um, that's where I really found gratitude. Ah. Because yeah. I had been so ungrateful, right? I was, uh-huh. my business was actually doing really well. You know, I was okay. earning, I was earning about 4,000 US dollars a month, which is like a, pretty That's decent. Very decent. Are you kidding yeah. me for that kind of business? A yeah. Very, very decent. I would say. Very, I very. Yes. I was, but I wasn't reaching my goals. So I wasn't grateful for it. Okay. So. And what would, what was your, if you care to share, was your goal like you mean more monetarily or monetarily fulfill- and like team wise and okay. level wise and business wise. Like I just, I just kept, I kept trying for a particular goal and kept failing at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this is, you know, the company's not the com- the products are and all these like other reasons why, instead of focusing on gratitude for what I had. Mm-hmm. And I had been kind of introduced to gratitude already at that point, but I wasn't, I really wasn't practicing it. So, mm-hmm. you know, what happened, um, over those couple of years, you know, I ended up leaving that other business and okay. just shutting it down. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really love 
network marketing, but I also love like what it's taught me and the personal development and all of these things. And so I ended up coming back to my original company and being welcomed back, but I came back with like a humility and an attitude of gratitude that I didn't have before. Uh huh. And because that's so nice that they took you back. I mean, I'm sure they probably could also see a very good salesperson, but, um, but they could anyways, but you had a different right. attitude. Yeah, of course. I mean, no, you're right. Like, honestly, there are a lot of people that can never come back, right? right. They leave a company, they leave in shambles yes. and they exactly. differ relationships and it doesn't, you're not able doesn't, to come back. Doesn't matter if they think yeah. you're going to make a money, but so. That's right. Okay. So that says something about this company, um, in my opinion. All right. So you start thinking about, okay, I need to be more, you know, really have gratitude and be grateful. And then, cause I know that's part of what you're doing now. So how did that then snowball, whatever it is to where you are today? Like you just, were you reading about gratitude? Were you reading like how to, yeah. How did it happen? Yeah. So very gratefully, um, again, I went to another convention that year. So, mm-hmm. um, these conventions, you know, they bring in like outside speakers and things like that. Right. So I heard Sean Aker speak and mm-hmm. Sean Aker wrote a book called the happiness advantage. Mm-hmm. Great book. He also has a great Ted talk. So mm-hmm. definitely worth checking him out. Okay. And he said, if you want to change the way that you think in like 30 days, here are, he gave like seven different things you could do. And one of those things was to write you know, gratitude, like write your gratitude. But what he said really was different for me is he said, when you're writing your gratitude, make it really specific to that day Mm -hmm. and then don't repeat it. Hmm. So yeah, because sometimes you'll write your, oh, I'm so grateful for my family and my house and my kids, but you, it's not very specific gratitude and you say the same things over every day. So his strategy was make it really different and not repeat it. And then I added something that I'd learned from The Secret, the movie, The Secret, Mm -hmm. which was um, a gratitude intention. Mm -hmm. So that was writing about something in the present tense that had yet to manifest on the physical Mm -hmm. plane. Right. And so I started writing about this business school that had evaded me all those years before. Mm -hmm. And I started writing every, you know, every night that I was, you know, so happy and grateful to reach the school. And 12 weeks later, I did reach the goal. So you know, I was like this gratitude stuff. They, it works. It works. Yeah. Well, that, that's like, I remember cause I'm on there too, you know, and people who've, you know, have listened to the podcast know that I believe in spirituality and putting mm-hmm. it out there. I think we, I think like, for example, like when I wrote my first book, I don't think you can just say, Oh, and what I, I remember back then I would take a, a picture of myself mm-hmm. and the title of my book. And I put it on a mirror and I would say, um, I'm going to be, and at that time, you know, Barnes and Noble or border, whatever it was. And I put a picture of borders and I went uh, every day, my, I'm so happy that my book is in borders or Barnes and Noble, whatever it was. Now, if I didn't write the book, that wasn't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you're, I, I just feel like part of doing a goal and having the gratitude is you also did your sales. And then this to me puts your head and your heart in alignment, because if the belief is, and and I feel this way about gratitude and just life in general, if you're aligned with kind of what, you know, if the, if you believe that the universe wants you to have abundance and to do what's you're here to do something that's unique to you for each of us, then if you align with that and do it and, and own it and put the work out and the gratitude, it's, you're just increase the likelihood it's going to happen. So I love, I love that. So you, you kept a gratitude. Yeah journal or whatever. Yeah. Gratitude journal. Yeah. And every day wrote in it about your goal. Yep. And yep. then within three months you got the goal. Yep. And 
but, and then you felt like, what about gratitude? Like how, how are you going to incorporate that into your Whatever. Well, I started sharing it with my team. So uh-huh. we would do like team, um, you know, retreats or workshops. Okay. And so gratitude became a part of those, those workshops and things. Uh-huh. And then, um, in about a year and a half later, I was pregnant for a second time. So I have a daughter. She's amazing. She's now almost 12 years old. Oh, wow. So you were able to have a baby. I was able to have a baby because no one thankfully told me that with endometriosis, you often can't have kids. I just never, no one told me that. So oh, I remember like, I said that right away, right? You did. And no one had said that to me. So I didn't know that was a thing. So it was never in my head. Um, but, you know, so I kind of, I, you know, after four months of trying, we had our daughter. She's great. She's perfect. Wonderful. So I was pregnant for a second time and I was at 15 weeks gestation. So, you know, you think everything's gonna be fine. Right. And unfortunately I had, um, a miscarriage at oh. home, you know, right. home alone Horrible. I was in the tub. Cause I was having cramping and I, I ended up, you know, having, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That's so horrible. It, yeah, it really, it's terrible because you just don't think that's going to happen at that late. No, and you figure you passed your first trimester. You're, you're good fine. to go. So I had to call paramedics. Um, I was home alone and oh. I called paramedics and they had to break down the door because Julie. I was home alone. Oh and, my God. Know, it's a t- sad story. Went to the hospital and then had to have emergency surgery. Yeah. Not emergency, but like, well, it yeah. was because it was almost right away because I hadn't had a complete miscarriage. And then, which is crazy now, just as a sidebar, like what I actually had was technically an abortion, right? Because and so be happy you live in Canada and we're exactly. not even going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it, but I look back now and I'm like, I would have gone septic, which that's not part of my story. That's what stayed. I, in, yeah. I live in Illinois, so, so we're okay. Yeah. So but far. It's, it's crazy to me. Like I had a miscarriage. I know. All that crazy. trauma. And then it was incomplete. So if I hadn't had the surgery. Yeah. Don't. I might not be here. So, yeah. you know, okay. just wanted to mention that, that I'm aware mm-hmm. that how that's a thing. And now yeah. I look back with even more gratitude. So I got it. I mean, I really, I, the whole thing happened. I was out in the hospital in like four hours. It was cr- surgery, everything home in four hours, you know? Oh my goodness. And I wrote in my gratitude journal that night. So after everything, I still wrote in my gratitude journal. And then that was what prompted me to, to, to write a book called 30 days of gratitude, because mm-hmm. I said, if I can write, I was going to say, what were you grateful for that? You were, well, that you were alive and that, yeah, you could I was grateful that the paramedics were able to break down yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. I was grateful that my daughter was at daycare. She only went to daycare a few oh. days a week. Okay. So she, she wasn't, wasn't home, home to see this. Yeah. I mean, she's two and a half would have been horrible. So terrible. I was grateful for the nurses, at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, so there, I really was able to write in that journal. And so, you know, over the next month I, I wrote my book, 30 days of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Which, and is that available? Like, is it yeah. still available? Okay. It's still available. Yeah. Okay. On my website, you I'm going to get author signed coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can order it through. You can order it through. I mean, it's on the bigger sites. It just takes a little bit of time because it's, I mean, it, we're talking now like nine years ago. Okay. But good. Wow. For you. Still right. the concepts haven't changed. Not at all. So yeah, that's where, and that's where really, and it's funny because I thought the book was like a culmination of my gratitude practice, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was actually the beginning of my gratitude say, practice. That step, it was a big step. So now, step. now in terms of like, it, as far as where gratitude is in, mm-hmm. in your, you know, in your career and um, what, like, do you coach people? Do you, how do you, what, what's, you know, what do you do with the what am I doing with the gratitude thing? Yeah. That is a good question that I yeah. ask myself every day. Um, <laughs> 
You don't. Have, I mean, you could just no. use it for yourself, but I know you. I know you don't. So I figured, let's hear more about. Well, it. this is interesting, and if if I could take a few minutes on this part because I think my answers are very different than they would have been before I took a hiatus this summer, and I think that's you know I almost said didn't say yes to your podcast because I'm like I everything has changed for me in so mm-hmm. many ways because you know if we just fast forward a little bit, you know, my business is called wake up with gratitude. And the reason it's called wake up with gratitude is that, um, not quite two years after my first miscarriage, I was pregnant for a third time. Oh, wow. And it was kind of an accident, you know, we just had our timing off. And, and I was like, you know what, this is a blessing. This is a gift. Like this is, I'm so happy, but we were very cautious at this point because we knew with the endometriosis. And of course, three days before I got to 12 weeks, I knew, I knew exactly what was happening, went to the hospital and, um, you know, the doctor said, well, do you want the same procedure? Because it hadn't, it, it had happened, but it hadn't finished again. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I was fine after the last procedure. Yes, please. Let's take care of things. And I just, it's like, or you can just, you know, let everything happen at home. I'm like, I went through that. No, no, no. No, thank you. (laughs) Let's just Mm -hmm. not do that again. And Unfortunately, I developed a life-threatening bacterial infection. Oh my god! Um, after the surgery, called invasive group A strep, which um, up to twenty percent of people that get it die, and it, it causes either flesh-eating disease or um, sepsis. So oh, I got the sepsis strain. Oh my god! Yeah, and ended up uh, in a medically induced coma for a week. Oh my lord! Ay ay ay. And, you know, Janice, I, I had my gratitude journal with me at the hospital. Like I knew I was going to be admitted to the hospital. And so what did I bring with me? My gratitude journal. Oh, so right? even, even with all that, you were trying to still remember, stay on course because um, yeah. gratitude can be healing. Yeah. Body and soul. You got it. So, you know, that whole experience being a medically induced coma for a week and then waking up and that's really where for me, wake up as gratitude is, is like, I got to wake up, right. Mm-hmm. I got to heal from oh, that. I, I got it. to wake up. Mm-hmm. I have no, that my pain and that like those two are not connected. Like I completely healed from that experience. Um, you would right. never know so happy. that I went through that. But what a horrible, you've had a lot of dramatic things happen here, young lady. Yeah. And yeah. So for you to be so cheerful and filled with gratitude, it sounds like you needed the summer off. Yeah. So, yeah, it did. So, you know, wake up with gratitude became like my brand and my vision for the blog, but I really, um, I didn't know where to go with it until I decided to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, you know, wake up with gratitude, um, became a podcast Mm -hmm. and I sold some products to go with it. And I still have the network marketing business with, you know, supplementation, nutrition. I'm still a specialist in gut health. Like that has been going on again for Gut health. Uh, oh my goodness, girlfriend, health. we should talk. Hopefully yeah. story of my, I just had my call and ask, I mean, everything's fine, oh, but okay, oh, please. Yeah. Gut health is pretty important. And so, you know, I became Julie Boy, gratitude and gut health expert, which is like, I know the two aren't no, like, when I read that, first scary. of all, I just had to think how funny it is because I, I have I have some gut issues besides IBS and SIBO and whatever. And, you know, oh. sometimes I eat and it's OK. Sometimes I can eat the same thing and it's not OK. And I don't, and, and I love my food. And, I, I you know, I've, I've been to like a million like functional medicines and gastro people and I, whatever. And and then you have to ask yourself. And so what am I really willing to do yeah. to put in my body to heal? Well, that's still where we're at right now. But anyways, when I read that about gratitude and gut health, I went. 
I don't know, maybe I'm supposed to meet on a personal level, this Julie boy. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we may talk after this. We'll see. But anyway, so you do the gratitude yeah, and, and the gut health, health and it's working. Well, it, I mean, it was working sort of, you know, yeah. but I just became a real cog in the machine of social media. Like uh-huh. most people do. Cause I'm good in front of a camera and uh-huh. I can speak well and I have Very. a podcast and mm-hmm. all of these things. Right. And so I became this cog in the machine. And so if you look back at all this chronic pain, these chronic injuries and trauma, this trauma. And and listen, it's not like you. It's like seen so many practitioners. I've mm-hmm. done the work. I still do the work. I just met my therapist this week and I saw my chiropractor and I've right. got my, you know, I'm still doing the work, but it got to the point where I, I looked at my husband and I was like, I, I can't do like, it. I cannot do this. And also I'm a mom. My daughter homeschools, like she is here with me all the time. Yeah. And I'm trying to run a business and gut health programs and podcasts and all of these things. And so I, that's why I, everything, like at the end of June, everything just, I just dropped everything. Um, and how was that for you? I mean, so no emails, no nothing. text, nothing. Well, no a social little bit media. of email, no social, like all the social media gone, um, removed everything from my phone, removed them. From, I was not on my computer at all because that computer is a very big source of pain for me. So um, even I actually deactivated my Twitter account. So I don't even have a Twitter account anymore. Mm-hmm. Had one since 2007, no mm-hmm. account. And and how was this the, experience? Yeah, it was. So there is a huge gift, Janice, you know, I chose network marketing as a career and I'd never taken a significant amount of time off Mm -hmm. and I did still earn money. Nice money. I was not working. So that's residual. It was so lovely. Such a gift um, that made it possible for me to do this. But it was Mm -hmm. like, even if the money wasn't there, I couldn't work anymore. Right. Like I just couldn't. You knew knew inside. You listened to your inside self and you knew. Okay. Yeah, I knew. So coming out of it, really what has where I am is, um, I still can't really use my computer. Um, not much. Um, I do those, you can't see this, but I'm sitting in a brand new chair that Mm -hmm. I thought might help. I ordered some kind of, what Julie's saying is working on her computer actually physically hurts her. That's why she's saying she can't do the computer. Yeah. No, it's physical pain. Um, even being on my phone too much causes Mm -hmm. me physical pain. So I, brought it down to like the bare minimum. So okay. the podcast remains on hiatus. I don't know when it'll come back. Okay. I want it to, but it just, it can't. Cause it even may. though I have a podcast editor I, and engineer, I understand there's still, you know, there's still stuff to do with the podcast. Yeah. You get that. I do. And the other thing, so I, I have a calendar that I do, which is wake up with gratitude, Vancouver Island sunrises. And mm-hmm. I would be out at the beach taking photos of the sunrise no matter what. And they did. I still took pictures this summer. So that is my, it's like my gift to myself is I do sunrise photography and then I do cold immersion in the ocean. And so the calendar to me, this is my third year doing it. And it felt really good to, you know, I got my daughter to help me with the, like putting it together and I work with a designer. So that wasn't a lot, but that's like my big project for gratitude. That's the only thing I'm doing right now. There's no coaching, no nothing. Sell. I sell them. Okay. Yeah. Through the web and they have um, Canadian and U.S. holidays are on it. So. Okay. So at the moment, no more, you're not doing any more coaching for nope. gut or gratitude. So, yes. Okay. So the gut health. So I am doing one gut health program, which is the um, the women's fall gut, six week gut reset. 
mm-hmm. because I have a team. I work with an incredible oh. team. Okay. I have a partner okay. who takes care of all the computer stuff for me. And she's incredible as well. She's an incredible entrepreneur. She's a health coach, yoga mm-hmm. instructor. And then we have a team that we work with. So okay. um, sharing the load and you know, this is now, I mean, this program has been going on for over 12 years and mm-hmm. it, it is just an amazing program. So I said, yes, okay. to doing that and to doing it to whatever capacity I can. So I'm not going to be posting on social mm-hmm. media. So, you know, Janice, I'm at the point where I actually feel like I've discovered more of my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my purpose lies in a couple of things. Go ahead. Cause that's um, what I, I was going to just yeah. say as you know, um, you've been so generous with your time, but yeah. Where, where do you feel your purpose? I mean, you've had, I feel like when I listen to your story, you've had different purposes throughout your 40 uh, or however old you are years. And, yeah. uh, um, what, and now, and you're like really clear cause you're yeah. listening to your heart and soul that I need some time off. So when you think about where you are now in terms of what your purpose and what gives you a feeling of internal, like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's writing. Ah. And I have been writing since I was a young child, uh-huh. actually, I've been writing and writing and writing and mm-hmm. I write poetry and I write stories and I've Beautiful. just been writing. And I, this whole time being off because I wasn't on the computer, I was just writing, you know, just and you writing, used to freehand. just writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you said, I have a lot of interesting stories and a lot of trauma and you all are not things. kidding. So, you know, uh-huh. just between you and me, <laughs> that book is a book might be in the works. And but here's the thing, Julie, what I would say, yeah. just to give you lots of support and love, whatever your story throughout the thread, you, you have a, it's a, you're still grateful. And so, you know, people are going through so much in the world right now. And I mean, we always are, but particularly right now, it's just so filled with anger and conflict and Blech, you know, and not in my world. I always try to be in the world of love and kindness and compassion and caring and, and gratitude. So if you and you've had a lot of stuff, but I'm looking at this cheerful, you know, outgoing, smart woman that has something to share. And so if you're finding that now your path is writing and it might end up in another book, then, hey. Yay, because I, I feel that when when we've gone through something, And then we can give it back in some way to someone else to help them, you know, heal, learn, grow, whatever. We we can't not be that can't not be part of our purpose. So it sounds like you're on the right uh, path here. Thank you. Okay, you're amazing. Really. Thank you so much. So if you were going to, you know, I mean, I have my little quote um, Mm -hmm. that I always end every podcast. But if you were going to offer like any closing comments to someone who's like they're struggling, they sort of kind of know what's going on, whether it be chronic pain, emotional pain something seems to be inhibiting them from doing what in their soul. Cause you've done a lot of brave things. You moved to another country and you, you start teaching and you give up one job. I mean, you've done a lot of, in my opinion, brave and courageous things to follow your inner self. So any closing thoughts if someone is thinking like, Oh, I wish I could have more of what Julie has. Gratitude brings you back to the present okay. every time. Mm-hmm. And when you stop in a moment and find just one little thing to be grateful for, mm-hmm. which may just be putting your hands on your heart yep. and being grateful that your heart is beating and there's breath in your lungs. Yep. In that one little moment, mm-hmm. you have no problems. You have right. no issues. You have no challenges. Mm-hmm. And that pause 
often is what allows us to make better and clearer decisions Mm -hmm. because we're not making a decision out of fear or anger or frustration. We make a decision from a place of gratitude. And so that decision could just be just to breathe a second time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. A few more times. Yep. But I feel that that tiny little thing, which isn't actually that tiny, uh, is transformative for a lot of people. And I mean, it's a strategy I use myself, right? I'm mm-hmm. happy and cheerful now in this moment, but this isn't the way that it is 24 well, hours of a day. Of course, it doesn't mean we're happy. Yeah. You know, I always no. No. first of all, if that's, you know, when someone, you know, and as a therapist and, you know, I still work and they go, I just want to be happy, happy, happy. I go, first of all, I, let's change that to, I'd like to have some inner peace, you know, because mm-hmm. all emotions fluctuate up and down. So we could, we could have a moment like, you know, there are things in my mind like, oh, there was such a happy moment. And then we're like up here kind of on a high. Well, that isn't usually attain, you know, uh, sustainable. So it's it's understanding that just like if we're having a really bad day, the good news is that's going to pass, too. So if we can sort of keep an even keel and I love that about being in the present moment with gratitude. So I'm actually been listening I think I might have given her a plug though on my last time. There's this, she's fantastic. It's called Boho Beautiful. And she does meditations and yoga. And she has a 14 day free meditation. I think she started it for the pandemic, but I still listen to it every, you know, I just go, I just start from the beginning. There are 10 to 12 minute meditations. And each one is either about love, about gratitude, about, she's just got such a calming, loving voice. So, you know, similar to kind of what you're saying. Okay, let me wrap this up. You've, you've been so generous with your time. All right. I did a quote about gratitude because I do think gratitude leads us to purpose. So here we go. Gratitude opens the door to, to the power, the wisdom, the creativity of the universe. You open the door through gratitude. You will find your purpose. That's Deepak Chopra. So, um, so yeah, um, I, can't thank you enough. This has been really fun. I feel like it went by in like two seconds. Um, you're just for the listener. Well, I don't know if you, you're not really doing any like coaching, but she does have a website with things and her name is Julie Boyer and it's wake up to gratitude, wake up with gratitude, break up with gratitude.com. Yeah. You know, the podcast has 170 odd episodes that you right. could still listen to, even and, though I'm not creating new content. And right? I'm going to, I listened to the last one. So I'll just go back to the beginning. Yeah. All right. Awesome. A pleasure, pleasure meeting you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to On Purpose. I'm Janice Alpert, hoping that you're having a good day and that you're living your life with purpose and maybe even doing it on purpose. Until next time. Bye-bye. 